funky. Welcome back to another episode of whatever you want to call a podcast with your host, me, Marquise Nash. You already know this by now. I'm in 17 episodes in, so you know this by now, but I got to tell you, just to tell you, and just because I want to talk, but <laughs> uh, let's get it right into it. Let's talk about, we're going to talk about today, NFL scores week 11. Also, we don't, and also, we, not week 11, is it week 11? It's week 10, actually. I'm losing my training thought. I'm so excited about the NFL season that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm up here forgetting what week it is. But uh, let's let's go right to it. Let's get right into it. Is it week? Am I wrong? I might be. It's week eleven. Yeah, it's week eleven. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> scratch that. Scratch that. Uh, but let's let's get right into the NFL scores. So it started off on Thursday, like it always does. Uh, you got the Seahawks beating the Cardinals, twenty-eight to twenty-one. We got the Steelers beating the Jags 27-3. We got the Lions losing against in a rout. The Panthers win 20-0 against the Lions. We got the Panthers, not the Panthers, the Patriots and the Texans. It was a close game. The Texans won 27-20. We got the Titans squeaking past the Ravens 30-24. We got the Eagles losing against the uh, Browns. The Browns are starting to look nice, though. The Browns win against the Eagles, 22 to 17. The Saints route the Falcons, 24 to 9. We got the Bengals getting routed by the Washington football team, 20 to 9. The Jets lose very close. It was a very close game. They lose against the Chargers, 34 to 28. The Dolphins lose against the Buccaneers, not the Buccaneers, but the Broncos, 20 to 3. The Cowboys win against the Vikings, thirty-one to twenty-eight, and the Packers lose against the Colts by a field goal in overtime, thirty-four to thirty-one. The Chiefs won against the Raiders in a game-winning touch by a game-winning touchdown by Patrick Mahomes, thrown by Patrick Mahomes, caught by Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs won in Sunday Night Football, thirty-five to thirty-one, and in Monday Night Football, the Rams beat the Buccaneers by a field goal, twenty-seven to twenty-four. So let's go. Let's get right into like just all the stuff I just talked about. I know I said a lot of stuff. I said it really fast, I, but I probably didn't say it. Really fast. I said it pretty slow. But um, let's get right into it. Let's get right into the juice of this. What I'm what I'm going to talk about today. We can do like I just talked about the scores. The Buccaneers lose against the Rams, twenty-seven to twenty-four. I actually watched that probably not the entire game. It was the Rams were dominating that game primarily the entire game. The entire game they were probably dominate dominating that game. It was close, like in the beginning, and then I think the Rams just kind of tightened up. Uh, Aaron Donald did. I don't think he got a sack that night, but he did affect the he did affect he did affect Tom Brady. Tom Brady is one of the quarterbacks where he's not going to run a lot. He got run just willingly, like because he has to, like or like since the playoffs or something like that. He had run or he had try to escape, but. Primarily, if it's the regular season, Tom Brady is not going to escape the pocket. He's just going to take that hit because he can't take a hit. That's the one thing I can say about Tom Brady. I hate him like like most people do. I mean, I actually don't hate him. I respect him a little bit. I just hate his fans. That's all I'm going to say about that. But, yeah, yeah, I was watching the game, and 
it was close, like pretty much the entire game. And the Rams gave up the t- ball a couple times, two, I think twice. Got picked off. Got Jared Goff got picked off twice, and it was just it was just ridiculous of what he was doing last night. It was he literally gave that game up. Like he was he was trying to give the game to Tom Brady, and he nearly did. And then until the last play before the interception, Tom Brady threw a pick, overthrew his man, and. Ended the game. I mean, and Tom Brady threw two interceptions too, uh, as well. But man, it was just it just went back and forth. It was just you know, I was I was literally at home sweating like just. And I'm not even a fan of the Buccaneers or the Rams, but I was like, oh my god, I was just in my seat like, oh my god, what's what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then the Rams scored a field goal, and then I'm like, all right, well, it's a game then. And then I thought Tom Brady was gonna go come down and score. I just really believed that he was. I just thought. The Rams defense wasn't disciplined. They had had a couple penalties uh, plays before and nearly and made the Patriots, not the Patriots, I'm thinking the Patriots. Why am I thinking the Patriots? Probably because the time Brady was on the Patriots. But the Buccaneers, I thought they was going to score. I really thought they was going to score because I thought, okay, Tom Brady got the ball. He, he don't got no timeout, but he's just Tom Brady. He's going to do it. And he overthrew it, like, really bad. And I posted a question on Twitter. And I actually want people to answer it. Um, I don't think people will answer because they're mad, especially Tom Brady fans. Like, has Tom has Tom Brady ever had like a deep ball, or accurate deep ball in his arsenal? Or if I mean, if he did, like you can post it and like let me see it or something like that. Because I don't, I don't think he never had a deep ball in his arsenal, like an accurate deep ball in his arsenal. He probably did. I just probably don't watch. I don't watch a lot of Patriots games. I don't. I never watch a lot of Patriots games, so I probably don't know. And I just, and I when I started watching football, it was like around 2002. So I mean, it was a right around. If you're a Packers fan, you know what I'm talking about. It was right around when the before, like I think three years before Brett Favre and like the Packers went through that little phase where he he was going to retire and then he didn't, and then he played for the Vikings and that little phase. I was a I became a fan like two or three years before then. So just imagine that. Yeah, I don't. I have and I press plus. Plus, like I said, I haven't watched a lot of Patriots games, so that's for me. That's how I feel about that. That how that it was. But I just knew like Tom Brady's so-called clutch. I'm thinking like, okay, he's probably gonna score. He's probably gonna do what he do best, and he's gonna they're gonna probably come down the field and charge down the field and score. And I thought he was gonna do it, and he just overthrew it. And it was like, all right, well, that was game. <laughs> I mean, and the Buccaneers they're still a good team, but there's their defense. Struggled a lot yesterday with that Sean McVay unique offense. Like, but Sean McVay is one of them play, one of them coaches where you gotta like scout. You gotta be like, okay, who's all on the field? Like, cause he always has that little something like trick bag in the back his in the back of his pocket that just he has. Like, okay, let me use it at this time. And it's just amazing what he does on a daily basis. Him and Sean McVay and the guy for the 49ers. I don't know the coach for the 49ers. I don't. It's, the name is disappearing in my head right now, but I know his face. But you people know probably know the coach for the 49ers. But yeah, him and Sean McVay and a little bit Matthew before they have that kind of West Coast kind of tricky kind of offense where it's like it's you don't really know what you're gonna get on a daily basis. So yeah, for me that's how I feel about it. And then uh, the Cowboys finally won the game and like eons they finally won against the Vikings. But I mean those two catches, C.D. Lamb and uh, Adam Thielen catches were amazing, though. I mean, I'm not even going to, like, lie. Like, I'm not a Vikings fan or a Cowboys fan, like, at all. But I just got to say that C.D. Lamb catch and the Adam Thielen catch 
were just amazing. So, I mean, I'm just going to say that about that game. It was an overall good game, too. But that's, like, I just, I rewatched it before I started this podcast. I mean, that was, like, the CD Lamb catch is probably better because he was, like, literally falling. Like, both of them were falling. One was, like, a, I think that was catch was, like, a one-hander falling. And then the, the CD Lamb one was just, he was falling with two hands. It, both of them were great catches. I can't really pick which one was better. I mean, that was just, that whole both of them were just awesome. So, the Cowboys final one. But just, I think Cowboys fans, I know I saw a lot of the Cowboys fans happy that they won and Garoon, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl here. Calm down, pedal, just slow down the pedal. Slow down. Yeah, I mean, one thing at a time. Y'all not going to the playoffs. Y'all probably will make the playoffs this year, which is stupid. If y'all should make the playoffs, it's it's ridiculous that y'all should make the playoffs because y'all won the division, which y'all division is the worst division probably of all time. And y'all might win the division with six wins and Still win the division probably, which is even ironic on his own, and which is going. I feel like for me, I just I'm like, I, for, as a fan of the NFL, I'm like, I should we should start this petition. If you don't get more than a certain amount of wins, you shouldn't go make the playoffs because it just. I mean, it'll be amazing to see if they did make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl with that kind of record. That'll be funny, and it'd be a good hit. It'll be good for history. But we know for a fact that the Cowboys are not consistent enough. To win and to go on a streak. I mean, you prove me wrong, Cowboys. For Cowboys, like, prove me wrong. I want you to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong and, and win it all and go to the Super Bowl. Because I, to me, it's, I don't see it happening because they not, they're not consistent enough to win it. And then they got a game on Thanksgiving against, I think, the Washington football team. It might have been a Washington football team. It might be somebody else, but I don't remember. But yeah, they're not going to win the next game. It's, it's, they're too inconsistent. I mean, they don't have a quarterback. Andy Dalton is nice, but eh, I mean, it's not really. He's not gonna break your back. Like, and what I mean by break your back, he's not gonna make you have a headache in the morning. He's not gonna make you lose sleep. Now, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they might make you lose some sleep. Like, you playing them the next game, you or you playing them, like you know that you're gonna play them on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whatever day you play them. That now they're the kind of guys they make you lose sleep. Now the person that makes you really lose sleep, like that makes you lose days of sleep, is probably Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one of them guys where he gonna make you lose some sleep. He's you knowing to play him, that you're knowing that you're gonna play him, like the next game, you be like, oh yeah, you make you lose a little bit of sleep, playing, knowing that you're gonna play him the next game. But yeah, so for me, yeah, they'll the Washington, the Washington football team. They they won against the Bengals. That was a pretty good game. Washington football team, shout out to them. Shout out to people in Washington. Y'all listen to me. Shout out to y'all. But um, yeah, they low. They won. And the crazy thing is, it's like a three way tie for the like the division right now. With uh, and both all records is like four and seven. It's like really crazy. But whatever. And the Saints won without Drew Brees. Now that was um. Actually, was a fan. I thought they was going to start James Winston, but I guess Taysom, Taysom Hill. And I know about Taysom Hill because he was with the Packers in the preseason last year. But um, I just so I know about how his, his play is and how he plays and how he's a dual threat. I really feel like the Packers should have kept him. But, I mean, that's no hitter there. You can't complain about it. We got, we got Nick Bowl. Is it Bowl? No, not Nick Bowl. It's, I forgot his name, but it's, it's Boyle. It's, I know his name. It's, it's like last name. I don't know his first name, but. We got boiled, so we got to stick with that one. But, um, yeah, Taysom Hill, I thought they were going to start James Winston, but they, I guess they started Taysom Hill, which it was actually 
Now that I think about it, it's a good decision because now he becomes a dual threat. Now you have to worry about it's almost like you gotta worry about like, like you gotta worry about Lamar Jackson. No offense to Lamar Jackson. He's never gonna be I think he's not gonna be on the level of Lamar Jackson, but he can get close. So it it's reminding me of a little bit of Lamar Jackson where he's like a dual threat. He can pass and he can run. So I mean, it's like one of them things in which I think they're gonna go far in the playoffs, but I ultimately think that in order to, if they do go far in the playoffs, I think they need Drew Brees. I think they need that veteran um, uh, person on there as a quarterback. I think they need that to go on against these uh, juggernauts and the Packers and the Seahawks. You're going to need a better quarterback because at the end of the day, they're going to realize, okay, you're just a dual threat quarterback. You're not really that good. You're a backup. I mean, no offense. He might win against these good teams. You never know. But I just think you need that. You need like a, a person like Drew Reese in the playoffs just for times like that. And that that's why I think the Saints will win probably their division probably most likely because I think the Buccaneers are probably going to lose. Like probably won't. They might not. I think they're probably going to lose like one more game and they're going to go They're going to win the rest. But I because I think the Buccaneers, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know if the Buccaneers think probably can check it for me better. But I, I think they got a pretty – they don't got a tough schedule, but they got some good teams they got to face even – some more. So, I mean, I think they, they might, they might do something, but yeah, the Buccaneers, they're not also, they're not like all that good. I mean, not all that good, but they're not all that big and bad like everybody thought they were. And two, I think people just emphasize because Tom Brady, which you should because it's Tom Brady, but at the same time, you got to realize chemistry. Chemistry matters. And that, and the reason why I know that's all too well is because the Clippers lost. Clippers had the biggest and baddest roster than everybody else in the NBA that everybody thought they did. They had Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Montrezl Hill, Lou Williams. All they had a squad. You thought, oh yeah, on paper they finna win, and they lose against the Nuggets in the seven game series. So to me, chemistry matters, and the reason why they lost because Kawhi didn't play a lot of the games, so they didn't get chemistry with the entire roster until probably primarily the end of. The season when they got in the bubble, that's when they finally got like chemistry. But even their chemistry was still a little off. So I truly feel like chemistry matters. And the Buccaneers don't have a lot of chemistry right now. They stay. It's certain people that he can pass to. Of course, the the teams, the nobodies of the world, like the Browns or the or the like the, the Dolphins or the, like some of these bad teams, the Jags or the nobodies of the world. You, you can beat. You can beat a horse without a lot of chemistry. But but you get to these good teams like the Seahawks and the Packers and uh, Rams and the Cardinals, you're going to have to bring your lunchbox with them because they're going to they're gonna bring all the, t- the tools in their arsenal to beat you. So, to me, I, that's why I think about the Buccaneers and how they, like, went and whatever. So, it, like, for me, ultimately, I just think that, that this whole season has taught me a lot. It's, it's really going to teach everybody a lot about how can they like exert energy because you don't have any fans like that. So you got to exert energy somehow. And this is how much <laughs> that the season has shown defense. The league, the league leader in defense has their average amount of like yards. They get a, like a cap. A, a, the opponent get a cap is probably 290, which is a lot to me. I think it's 290 is a lot. Because usually I see most defenses, they're a lot like, like 155, it'd be like 150, whatever. 290, that's a lot to me. That's nearly three. That's nearly 300 yards of cap 
like that's 300 yards every game. So that's not that's a lot still for me. 290, that's nearly a uh, 300. So that's like you're still averaging the the opponent's still averaging 300 yards nearly a game. So it's not really it's good, but it's not bad. It's it's good, but it's bad at the same time. So it's, it's for me that's how I feel about that. And we'll also look at the Titans beating the Ravens. Now the Titans and the Ravens game that was really good. The Ravens I think they struggled a little bit. And uh, Lamar Jackson is struggling just a bit. He just he's struggling just a little bit, and they end up the the game ender how it ended. Man, it just broke your heart. Like and ultimately, that's why I think Derrick Henry. I mean, he's human. He's unhuman. I think he's still unhuman. But some people might say he's he's in cool down. But that he's one of them kind of football players, them running backs, where like he he can take over a game. Like he can okay. This is my game. Like he, I, I truly believe if they go to the Super Bowl, it's gonna be just like last time. It's just he, like last time where he just dominated uh, like the playoffs in the AFC playoffs uh, last year, where he just took over the game. Where it was like, yeah, this is my game. Like literally, I really feel like he'll do that to a team, which he can. And I think they will do that because I think ultimately the Frank Rabel, like he knows now, like well, okay. We're running the ball. We're running the team. We're we gonna run all our offense off a running back, and that's it. Or we're gonna run it off a of play action. That's it. I like we're we're gonna run the ball and we're gonna win the pass. And we're gonna do a lot of play action off of our run game, and ultimately that's why I think their their passing game works and why Ryan Tannehill is balling right now because they have a good running back. I mean, you have a good running back. You can you have the option of running the ball and like instead of like being like a first and ten and passing like a dump pass off or a screen, you can just pass to a running back like Derek Henry. He'll get you five just because he's leans over and he's six two. So I mean, it it's it's amazing how the Titans have come and how they're like so close right now in the division. So yeah, it's it's really crazy. Texans beat the Patriots. I actually now I thought the Patriots were gonna win this game, but before even the game started, I thought the Patriots were gonna win because I thought Deshaun Watson was gonna struggle a little bit. But he didn't actually. They were up for a minute, and then the Patriots caught up and nearly won a game. But you know they fell a little bit short. Um, they got the Steelers beating the Jags. Now the Steelers, Steelers fans, I I don't want to be no disrespectful or nothing like that. I don't mean to be disrespectful or nothing like that. But I the reason why I'm not going to put y'all in the top ranks of my top, you're probably gonna be my top three, but you're not gonna be the first. It's the only reason why I'm I'm saying that. It's because you're, the Steelers are very overrated. Not even I'm not even saying their defense like Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick and all them other guys that's on the team, Devin Bush, all them guys. Not Devin Bush. That's what I think that's he played for the Buccaneers. I thought he, he did play for the uh, Steelers once uh, once before, but yeah. But like Miss Miss Mika, I'll, I'm not trying to butcher his name, but his name is really hard to say. Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, now there it is. Like, there it goes. Um, but yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick, yeah, like them guys, they're really great. They got a really great defense. But yeah, they're overrated. They haven't really played anybody at all. I told in like early in my podcast, not even in my podcast, but I think three or four podcasts ago about my ranking and why I feel like that. And they literally play nobodies. They they have not played any good teams. Other than the Browns and the Ravens, they haven't really played anybody. We play any good teams. I think it was because they're scheduling the schedule. And you might say, if you're a Steelers fan, which is a valid excuse, 
is not an excuse, a valid reason why you be like, we play who's in front of us. Okay, yeah, that's true, but you guys think about it too. Even though the, you playing to nobody, it was close games. It was literally, it was only one game where you won, like where it was like a straight blowout. But the other games, it was just like, okay, it was close, 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 but you end up winning. And even, we, I can give you an example, the Cowboys, you should have tagged the Cowboys. The Cowboys should have even been like on your level, but you got through three in it, but Bill Belichick, not Bill Belichick, but Ben Roethlisberger threw three interceptions and nearly and nearly lost the game because he threw three interceptions and brought the Cowboys right back in the game. And they nearly won the game. But you ultimately won because of your defense, but you you almost made the Cowboys look good. Which made their defense look good, which their defense I mean, that anytime you make the Cowboys defense look good, that means you have a bad day. Yeah, you're really having a bad day if you make the Cowboys look good. And the Lions beat got rotted by the Panthers. I mean, I didn't expect this though. Because I'm thinking like CJ Walker, I'm thinking like he's a rookie, not a rookie. He's a rookie, he's undrafted. And uh, you think okay, he's probably gonna struggle a little bit because the Lions, even though they're not a good team, they're gonna beat them just because they have a better quarterback. And they got routed by the Panthers by CJ Walker. He threw three three touchdowns, three or two touchdowns, which was amazing on his own. And it proved that it, it really it really goes into the fact of when you talk about any given Sunday, like that's any given Sunday. Like it's literally you can't like sleep on any team no matter who's at quarterback or who's on defense any Sunday. So to me, that was just what I learned about that the Panthers. The Lions game. Uh, what else we got here? You got the Eagles losing it to Browns. The Eagles. I said again. I'm gonna say this again. The the that division sucks. That division sucks. Butt cheeks. I mean the the rum of butt cheeks. That that <laughs> that uh, like it's all over that division. It's all over the NFC. Like it's 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 terrible. I mean very terrible. Um, but we walk. We got nothing but cowboy. Yeah. About the Cowboys already. We got the Dolphins and Broncos. I really didn't want to watch that game, but I watched it anyways. And the Broncos played really well. It was close, but they won. So, I mean, that's what I, I don't got a lot to say about that game. It was pretty boring. So, I mean, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Let's talk about that game though. The the Raiders were then the Raiders. It seems like the Raiders have the Chiefs number a little bit. I think I, I think that's the only team really that has their number, of course, because they they got in their first loss. So. Um, that's the reason why they got the number, of course. But I just ultimately think I think just or not. Is Jay or John? It might be Jay. Jay Gruden. Yes, yeah, Jay Gruden. I think is it Jay or John? John. Yes, yeah, Jay Gruden. Uh, if I'm incorrect, okay, y'all can correct me a little bit later. But I think it's Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden is ba- basically like he knows what he's doing. He's been in the league for a minute now, so I think those are just the kind of coaches that just frustrate me because they're. No culture that just pisses you off because they know so much and they know so much about the game, so you can't really fool them on anything. And the, like it literally took the Chiefs like the last minute to win a game against the Oakland Raiders. And the Oakland Raiders, watch out for them; they're dark horse for me in the playoffs. Don't mess with them. I don't want if they go on a streak, one of them streaks with them and like David Carr, David, uh, not David, that's his brother, Derek Carr. And the Raiders, man, if they go on one of them little streaks where they, they start balling, man, they're, they can become unstoppable. Their defense is really good. They have, their offense is really good. They got Waller, 
Oh, I got the I found the running back Jacobs. Like, what's the other wide receiver? I've got the other wide receiver name, but man, like they have all them kind of guys, and they're when they balling, they on and they on ten. When I mean my own ten, when they're on, they on their level. When they when they're balling, man, they're on, they're really unstoppable, man. So that's what I feel about that Raiders uh, Chiefs game. Even though Chiefs won a game, I feel like the Chiefs got look. They get they getting a little nervous when they play the Raiders. I think if I'm I'm if I'm the Chiefs, I don't want to play the Raiders. <laughs> if I'm a Chiefs fan, that's one team I probably don't want to see in a playoff because that's the simple fact they got your number. They won against you, so. They have won a game against you, so they know now okay, how to beat you. So, I mean, and then, two, you got to realize now teams are going to be looking at the Chiefs a little different. Like, okay, even though you're not on you lost against the Oakland Raiders, and they're really not even that good like that. And they got a, you got a better quarterback than them. And your defense is pretty shaky. Like, they're, the defense is not really that good. We're not we're just going to put it out there. The Chiefs' defense is really not that good like that. But we just they hype it up because – Patrick Mahomes is nine and one. I mean, that's the same thing for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Their defense is not that good like that. But the reason why they're the reason why they're seven and three is because Aaron Rodgers. Those are kind of quarterback, and I hate them kind of uh, teams where the quarterback does all the work and defense has to. There's literally you have to hope that the defense makes a stop, which they can make a stop. And the crazy thing is about this: the Packers have more, I think, more talent on defense than. The Chiefs, I mean, and you might argue me down, but I just truly feel like the Chiefs have less talent on defense than the Packers. The Packers have so many great guys. They have two legit studs in, in their corners in Jair Alexander and Kevin King. Ch- Jair is just pretty much balling. He's my dark horse for defense player of the year. He literally shut down everybody that comes his way. I mean, Kevin King, we already know how he plays. When he's healthy, he's fully healthy. He could be a, he could be a headache, and then you got uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, the uh, Smith brothers. They're really not brothers, but they're brothers and the same thing in a sense. But like you, when they're on ten, they're unstoppable. And you got Kenny Clark in the middle. He's a problem when he can when he actually wants to play. And then you have Kinsley, and then you got Amos in the backfield, which he's a veteran. He know what he he knows what he's doing. And then on the other side, you have the Savage, so it's like they have a great defense. They have the potential. It's just putting all the tools together to win it. And for me, the Chiefs is like, what do you have? I mean, you got a, a couple guys on defense that you, I feel like they can do stuff. You got uh, the Honey Badger. He's nice. You got all, and you got a couple other guys. I don't. I'm not really gonna. I don't remember, but you can. I can argue me down or whatever. Tweet me. If you want to tweet me, you can go to Marquis ninety five sports, and you can tweet me, and we can tweet about this all day. I mean, I don't have no, I don't have nothing to do. Actually, I do, but <laughs> I, I can waste a little bit of time talking you down or arguing you down about why I feel like Chiefs have less of a better defense than the Packers. The Packers, I feel like have the better defense ultimately because I, I just really feel like that way. And you might say, well, you don't, you're not a Chiefs fan, so you don't know what our defense looks like. Yeah, I probably don't. So I, you know, I really don't care, but. Um, and I'm, I'm supposed to be biased, but I'm sorry. I feel like our, our defense is a little bit better. If you really think about it, you put together the potential. I mean, I mean, you might have y'all have veterans on the Chiefs or whatever, but huh? I mean, they're old guys. <laughs> I'm just playing though, but uh, yeah. So, and then also before I leave and before I 
in this podcast. We got to talk about free agency, man. It's a lot of stuff that's still happening in free agency, by the way. I mean, Tory Craig just signed with the uh, Bucks. Um, DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Rockets. Which is, that's that's really crazy. Um, we also got uh, Brian Forbes. He, uh, Brian, is his name Brian? Yeah, Brian Forbes. Thank you, Research Department. department but Brian Forbes, he signed with the Bucks also. I mean, the Bucks are starting to fill their spots in. And then also, we got a couple, a couple other big trades that happened. Not trades, but for in stuff from free agents that happened. Montrez Hale signed with the Lakers. We already know about Dennis Shooter signed with the Lakers. Louis C. Matthews signed with the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are looking like they're trying to stack up their team, man. They, it's looking like they're trying to, they're going to try to do a two-peat. All right, now, uh, Marquis, I think Marquis or Marcus. I don't know one of the twins signed with the Lakers. You know, I think it's the twin that played last year. I don't know. I'm just saying Marquis for now. And then if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But no, it's not Marquis. I think it's Marcus. Marcus more signed with the Lakers. Resign back with the Lakers, so that's pretty nice. Um, we got a, a couple of the trades that happened. Uh, notable trades: uh, Horn, Willie Horn, and Gomez. I'm, I'm probably butchering the name. He resigned with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I don't, is that all? Um, uh, probably, probably all. But I don't remember. You, if you need to look it up, go on NBATV.com or not .com or go on NBATV if you got Facebook. Look it up. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm. Let me just check real quick before I leave. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I said about Demar's cousin. I think yeah, and uh, Chris Boucher. I don't like that name. I just love saying Chris Boucher. Boucher sounds even like French or something. It probably is French. But Chris Boucher signed a two-year deal with the Raptors. He resigned with the Raptors. We also got uh, Dario Saric. I'm probably saying his name. I'm probably butchering it. He returns to the Phoenix Suns, a three-year deal worth $27 million. I told you about Tony Craig. He deal with the Bucks. We got uh, Jay Crowder. He agreed to a three-year deal with the Miami Heat. So, I mean, we got, and then, is it Willie Horn? Oh, uh, nope, this is his brother. I don't know. I'm not going to say Hacha, Horner Gomez, Juancho, Horner Gomez. I'm probably saying his name wrong. I'm probably butchering it. But who gives a care? I I'm not here to, I'm not the spelling check person. I'm not the front pronunciation person. What's the pronunciation? I think I said that wrong wrong too. Okay, whatever. We just go in this we're gonna end this while I start saying other stuff wrong. Um uh so before I leave y'all though, before I leave, I know y'all like listening to me. I y'all probably do. Y'all know y'all probably at Jagiski not for work and you're like, oh man, I want to watch, listen to something. You need to listen to the whatever you want to call a podcast. If you want to listen to it, if you probably listen to it, probably from virtual from like a friend or something like that. He probably told you about me. And you know, listen, you listen to it right now, probably in the car, probably wherever you at in Phoenix and Colorado, or whatever. God, we can could be in the Canada, wherever you at. I know it's cold in Canada. I know, I know that for a fact. It's probably really, really cold. So I know y'all need to. Warm up, or whatever you need to put, put the coat on, or whatever. Probably, I don't know where you're at. Probably cutting grass. You never know. You never know what you're doing. Why you probably listen to me. I don't never know. I don't know what, what you're doing, but I know you're doing something, probably. I mean, hopefully, you're doing something. I hope you ain't just sitting here in the quarantine, just being bored. Because I, I know this for a fact. When you sit there, you ain't gonna do nothing good. I mean, when you in this quarantine, it's really taught me a lot, and it's taught me to just, just, just sit down and be calm and. You'll be good, but I'm mean, and I'll also, like I said, 
if you could, if you like, say, if you want to listen to me, I mean, you can go on the whatever you want to call it. You can actually, if you want to get like notifications on anything in sports or whatever, you can go to my Twitter, like I said before, Marquis95 Sports, or you can go to my Instagram at Marquis94 Sports, or if you like, I don't like either, you can go on Facebook, you can go to whatever you want to call it, podcast, and you can go there and get notifications there. Or if you're like a person where you don't like really don't like you don't really like typing stuff or looking at stuff, you can listen to it on Spotify, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Or if you go on Spotify, you can look on Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes, and you can listen to it on at the whatever you want to call it podcast. Click it, start listening. Or if you got Spotify or uh, Apple iTunes or Apple Music, you can listen to it on Stitcher. And before I leave, though, before I leave, I always want to go. I've, I haven't did one of these in a while. I usually do, like, something to read on this quarantine or whatever. I'm going to give you a quote that I learned from uh, this lady. And the lady's name is Nikki Giovanni. And the quote is, mistakes are a fact of life. It is the response of the error that counts. So what that means to me is basically like if you make a mistake, don't like wild on it and whine about it if you make a mistake. It's what what you're gonna do after. If you make a mistake, what you what's your response to it? If you say, Okay, I can't do this, or if you if you mess up, say if you were in football practice or whatever, or basketball practice, and you miss a shot that you usually make, do it again. It's the response, it's what you're gonna do after. It's not what you it's not what the, it's not what the mistake. Like that's what sometimes what people get wrong is that they make a mistake and they're like, oh man, they just give up. And that's that's not how you're supposed to do. That's not human. I mean, that's human, but to make mistakes. But it's not human to. That's what that's the thing about America and why America is so great. It's because not so great. It's not really great like that. <laughs> we can talk about that for Black History. Black for Black people. We can talk about that for Black History, but. Um, that's why I think being human is great is because we make mistakes, but our response from our mistakes can be greater. It's, it's a lot of successful people that have made mistakes and made plenty of mistakes and they're successful still because they, their response from our mistakes were greater than their mistake. So for me, I just want to end you in the podcast with that. Um, I'll see y'all next episode. Peace.